Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely revolutionize their romantic relationships by transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I have coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is on the art of repair. And this is a very important topic because truly, I do not exaggerate when I say that the health and the survival of a relationship is very much largely determined by how well a couple can repair because we will get into fights with our significant other. We will have moments of disharmony. We will have moments where things are off. It could be anything from bickering or something deeper. And even the healthiest relationships will go through a cycle. I mean, where there's peace and then where there's a disruption to the peace and then the repair, which restores the peace again. And couples who can repair fast and not hang on to grudges tend to last longer and tend to be happier as they last. So repair is a huge part of the healthy relationship equation. And yet a lot of us didn't see examples of good repair. It's very possible that you saw very little repair happening in your household growing up. It could be that what you saw as repair is just not communicating or that there was never really real repair, that there was just more consistent states of chaos. So 
That is why I decided to do this episode to really describe the main principles of repair and the things that you really need to consider when you are looking to repair something small, medium, or large with your partner. And it will also give you insight into your former relationships to just notice where in these principles that I'm going to outline, where the lack of repair or where the deficit in your repair was. And then for sure, it'll give you some help for your future relationship if you are not in a relationship currently. Okay, so number one, first thing that everyone needs to understand when we are in a relationship with someone, romantic or otherwise, is that there is no objective reality. There's your reality, and then there's their reality, and then there's someone else's reality. There was a really wonderful show, for those of you who do watch shows on TV, I believe it was on Showtime, and it was called The Affair. And what was very brilliant about that show was that it showed the perspective of two people in any given episode. It was like, this is how Saturday went, (laughs) according to this person, and this is how Saturday went, according to their partner. And it was depicted as so incredibly different that it's mind-boggling. And it is, it's mind-boggling how different our realities can be because we are always looking at the world and the people in it and the people who we are in relationship with through the filter of our past experience. So all of us are looking at any given circumstances through a lens. And that lens is heavily tinted with our past and with our belief system and with our conditioning, with our mood at any given moment, tinted by the quality of the sleep that we had, tinted by the state of our nervous system. And we are all so uniquely different. And so I started with this principle because we cannot repair anything with a loved one, if we first don't understand this basic and foundational principle of life, which is that everyone can look at, you can have three people in the room, two people in the room, a hundred people in the room, all look at the same thing, but ascribe a completely different meaning to that thing. Because everyone is observing the facts through the filter of their own past and experience. And so sometimes repair can be a very difficult process for two people because they can't first get over the fact that how can you not see it from my perspective? (laughs) And that leads me to a second principle, which is Even if we cannot see it from the other person's perspective that clearly, even if we don't get it, even if their lens through which they're viewing this circumstance is different than ours, 
When we love someone, we have a responsibility to have some empathy for their experience of it. But it can be very difficult if we feel under attack by the person. And that I will get to next. But let's just put that aside for a moment. We have to be able to see things in the best of our ability. We have to attempt to not only step into our loved one's shoes, but try to step into their entire nervous system and see the situation from their perspective. And when we do that, we build bridges because empathy builds a lot of bridges. And it also, because it builds a tremendous amount of emotional intimacy, it strengthens the bond to be able to say, I love you so much. And I want to know you so badly that I am willing to step out of my construct of what I am convinced this circumstance is and step into your heart and soul and mind and see it through your lens so that I can have a greater understanding of your pain and suffering in this moment. And that is something that is so missed in so many relationships. And it is so incredibly necessary because we get so caught up in, I have to be right. And one of the principles, and let's just say this is the third principle, one of these principles is, I think we many people have heard the saying, you can be right or you can be married, right? So you have to decide when you go to repair, do you want to be the winner of this argument or do you want your relationship to win? And that's very important because the intention has a tremendous amount of power and impact on results. And so our intention behind anything that we are doing has tremendous influence. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to win this argument? Which by the way, would only mean that if you win, they lose. So you might temporarily feel validated, but then you're in a relationship with someone who feels invalidated and feels like the loser. And so if you are in a relationship with someone who feels like a loser being in a relationship with you, you lose. Because the whole idea is restoring peace. And in order to restore peace to your relationship, both of you have to feel empowered by the conversation. Both of you, in other words, need to feel Understood. Even if you agree to disagree, there has to be a level of understanding and a level of empathy. So number one, there's no objective reality, which means that we have to be able to have empathy and be willing to jump into the other person's body and attempt, at least to the best of our ability, to see the circumstance through their filter. And both people need to do this. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. This summer, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. And sometimes, at least for me, when it's a really busy week, it does take a lot of work to eat well. 
reach your goals of healthy eating with delicious, calorie smart, and protein smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes too. And not only that, you get farm to table quality, which is really important to me, with every HelloFresh box. HelloFresh's seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every bite. HelloFresh also has new snacks, meals, and more to add to your weekly order, like their fun s'mores bundle for the kids, if you have kids. And if you're stuck in a recipe rut, which I know a lot of people are, take a bite out of something new with 40 recipes to choose from weekly with options to please even the pickiest eater. So I really like a lot of options. Everyone at your table can and will enjoy. So this summer, spend less time meal planning and prepping with HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients that make it easy to get cooking quick. And I just know that that's really important to me to not have to think about it, to trust where the resources are coming from and where the food is coming from is so incredibly important. And also just saving time and just the mental energy of trying to figure out what to eat when it's a really busy week. HelloFresh just makes it so easy. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code XXX for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's go to HelloFresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code XXX for 16 free meal plans plus free shipping. We have to also have a very strong intention. And the intention, we have a choice. I need to win or I want the relationship to win. And if we want the relationship to win, then we're not going in trying to win over our partner. We're not trying to win. We're not debating here. We're not trying to prove the other person wrong, which only leads to them feeling disempowered, which eventually is going to cause more problems for you. Accountability. So accountability is sprinkled with all these principles. Accountability is number four, very important. And that is the ability to apologize even if the intent was not to harm. Can you apologize? Can you see your part in whatever led to the disruption of peace in your relationship, the disruption of intimacy in your relationship, the disruption of connection, right? These are all different words to describe the peace in the relationship. Can you see your part, even if your part was smaller than their part? Because it's not necessarily a 50-50 split. But can you actually be accountable for anything that you may or may not have done that has disrupted the peace? Because we have to be able to let go of our egos. And like I said, let go of needing to be right. And we have to think what is this person needing from me right now? What is the relationship needing? And relationships cannot last in any healthy way at all without accountability. And we need to be able to say, I am sorry I hurt you. Not I'm sorry you feel that way, because that's a douchey thing to say to someone. 
You can say that was not my intention. I am sorry I hurt you. Can we discuss about how we can repair this? We just need to feel heard and seen. And when couples are in a lot of states of disharmony, it's just two people not feeling heard or seen. And that is why the empathy is so important. That is why understanding there's no objective reality is important. That's why having that intention is so important. And so apology is so important, like I said, to be able to see our part. But there's another side to this. Can you stop projecting a monster onto your partner? Can you see that even though you don't like the behavior, can you still acknowledge to yourself and to them that you love them and that you know that their intention was not to harm? You can still say, I don't like what you did. I don't like this behavior. You can state whatever boundaries you have to state. But can you not make them their behavior? Because if you believe, if you truly believe in your heart that the person who you are in a relationship with has the intention to harm you, they want to hurt you, then it's time to reevaluate your relationship. It's just that simple. But if you can take a deep breath, give yourself a little time out so that you can come back and just remember that this is a person who you love, it'll take you very far. Because there was something that a good friend of mine said to me recently that I thought was really lovely and very important. And she has a very successful marriage. It's not perfect, but it is a good one, a really good one. And she said, I'm just able to see the little child in him when he's acting like that. And all I see is just like an innocence. Now, she's not tolerating abusive behavior, by the way. So this is not to make an excuse for people's awful behavior. But sometimes our partner will do something we don't like. You know, they're just acting out of fear. Can you see each other's quote unquote inner child at play? Can you see the innocence and the fear in maybe something that they're doing and not see a monster that's trying to harm you? And like I said, if this does not apply to abuse, this episode is not about abuse at all. If, you're, if you suspect that, if you expect intentional harm, there is no repair. There's only about getting out of that. So just know that this doesn't apply. But when you love this person, can you see the inner child at play? And then what you want to do is sit down and talk about it. And this is what you do. You sit down and you say, you take responsibility for your perspective of the facts. This is what I saw. This is what I saw happen. This is what my eyes saw. This is what my reality saw. This is what it meant to me. I know it was not your intention to do this, but this is what it meant to me. And then you describe your feelings and it made me feel really sad. It made me feel really insecure. I felt really angered by that. I felt really hurt by that. Made me feel particularly vulnerable. Made me feel confused. And then the other person, what you do is that you listen. So one of the principles of repair is you listen. But you can't expect someone to listen if you're saying, 
you always and you never. So this is the next principle. Never say you always and you never. Replace that with, we seem to be, we get ourselves into, I believe that sometimes you, I think that we sometimes, game changer. So let me backtrack. So when you say that, the other person will be much more willing to listen and not feel like they're under attack. Always and never is an attack. It's an attack on someone's character. It's an attack on someone's identity. It's an attack on their value system. And once we feel like our identities and our integrity is being attacked, we are left with no choice to protect that because we, first and foremost, we are animals and we are going to protect that. So if we feel like there's any sort of character assassination that you always, you never, you are going to get nothing out of your partner and it's going to just be a catastrophe. So full responsibility. Hey, can we talk about something? I noticed that when A, B, C, and D happened, that you did A, B, C, and D. And I don't know what you meant by it, but the meaning that I'm giving it is this. I'm sure it's something else, but that's still how I see it. And these are the emotions I'm feeling because of it. I'm sad. You know, this is when you get vulnerable. You don't say, I feel like you never know, because then you're using never, and then you're using feel before and saying something about them. If you're going to use the word feel, what comes after that has to be feelings and emotions. That's when you're opening up your heart in this moment. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try. Well, because I wanted a lot of things. I wanted better immune support. I wanted more energy. I wanted better gut health. I just wanted overall better health. And I personally hate taking pills and vitamins. I really can't stand it. If I'm always looking for the best tasting thing that's in a powder form that I can just drink. I take AG1 in the morning before I start my day. And it really, really helps. It feels like I'm giving my body the nutrition it needs and that I'm covering my nutritional basis with just one packet. So like I said, it's hard for me to keep up with a supplement routine that also comes with a bunch of different products. And you just never know And you can't really necessarily trust where all these products are coming from. And so when I started AG1, very quickly, I noticed that it helps me with improved digestion. My hair and skin feels great. And I actually have better sleep. So why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? Because AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. And it's just one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. And it will give you increased energy and mood support, making it just life a lot easier. It is an all-in-one formula that makes it easier for me to cover my nutritional basis every day. 
Just so you know, every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality that give major benefits like gut and mood support, better energy, healthier skin, hair, and nails. And my AG1 is delivered to me every month, so that's made it super easy to make it into a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Jillian on love. That's athleticgreens.com slash Jillian on love. Check it out. Next principle, keeping your heart open. Keeping your heart open while you communicate your objective reality, while you communicate what your boundaries, what did not work for you, what upset you. And while you communicate the real pain that you experience as a result of what happened, you keep your heart open. And if you can't, you excuse yourself. If you start to notice that they are getting overwhelmed and flooded, because part of repair is having so much attunement to the person who you're trying to repair with, that as you're talking to them, you're noticing how their system is reacting to you. And if you're starting to see that they are starting to feel overwhelmed, you can say, I can tell you're feeling overwhelmed. Should we take a few minutes? Listen, what I'm suggesting is not easy. This is like next level, quote unquote, conscious relationship stuff. And you may mess up a lot, but what makes a relationship work and what makes a relationship not work for many, many years. And I am telling you that one of the patterns that I've seen in healthy couples, because I've studied it, is just loving each other through the disappointment in each other, through the hurt. Still, there's love. Still, there's respect. Still, there's an attunement to what it is that they're experiencing. And then the willingness to take a timeout is so important. Even if you need a code word, like you have to come to some sort of agreement that if things start to escalate, meaning like you're not going through the principles of repair Things are getting out of hand. You don't have control over yourself or the situation anymore. Then you have a code word and then you have this agreement that you separate for a few minutes and then maybe take a a drink of water, maybe rest, anything to cool off and then you come back. Maybe one of you goes for a run or a walk. Maybe you decide, let's not talk about this right now. Let's go about our day and come back to this later. And then when you're talking, what's going to build deeper intimacy is to talk about, and this is like a next level of repair that doesn't necessarily have to happen with every conversation, but this is a deeper conversation to have, which is, look, I know that you did that because that is something that you were raised with. That is something that you struggled with your dad or your mom. And I know that you were just afraid. But what I really need for you to try to do is, and then fill in the blank. And then you can say, and then my 
my fear, my inner child fear was reacting to that. So having transparent conversations about why the two of you are having a difficult time. Like if you can be really honest, hey, that's like my innocent, scared, annoying little kid inside of me. Like the inner child inside all of us can be incredibly destructive, but at the end of the day, it's innocent. We can't let it go behind the wheel because if it goes behind the wheel of our lives, we'll destroy our lives, destroy the relationship. But we also have to give it a little love because it doesn't know any better. So I think that these are really important conversations for two people to have, to be like, oh my God, that was totally like something that happened from childhood. And, you know, like in that moment, you were my dad or in that moment, you were my mom or in that moment, you were my ex. And I was not able to see you clearly. And I am sorry. Because part of the accountability and the apology part is being responsible for our projections. In this moment, I did not attempt to see it from your perspective. I was not seeing you. I was looking at you and seeing my ex. And I wanted to punish you for that. That's radical accountability. No objective reality. But at the same time, we are responsible for the lens, the tint that covers the lens through which we see any given circumstance the trauma, anything. It goes a long way when you can do that. So can you see their inner child at play and talk about that? Can there be some sort of heartfelt understanding of, I know you didn't mean this. Even if you don't say these words, you imply it. I know you're innocent, but that was still really shitty. <laughs> can we talk about it? Because I feel terrible. I know you're innocent, but that was really smothering to me and didn't feel fair. Can we talk about it? I love you. So can you see the innocence in your partner? Can you love them anyway? And can you keep your heart open through this process? Boundaries sprinkled throughout this conversation today. I know you're innocent. I love you. What you did does not work for me because... This is a problem for me because I am concerned if this continues, I won't be able to keep my heart open. What can we do about this? I love you. And what I need from you is this. Can you give this to me? And if you can't, tell me, let's figure this out. This episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. I love really good sheets. I think that the quality of our sleep is very much largely determined, among other things, but very much largely determined by the quality of our sheets and it feels good on our body. Brooklinen was founded by a husband and wife duo, Rich and Vicky, in 2014. Their mission is to provide their customers with hotel quality luxury bedding delivered directly to your door at a fair price. So that's just amazing. Brooklinen has the best sheets according to Wirecutter and Good Housekeeping. So if you don't trust me or their 100,000 five-star customer reviews, it's wild, you know these experts have done the research. Brooklinen uses only the highest quality materials for all of their products, such as long staple cotton. So everything they create is basically built to last. 
They have been making dream spaces a reality for almost a decade. So they kind of are the obvious choice when making your house a home. And also the obvious choice, in my opinion, for gift giving. So if you're unsure where to start, Brooklyn and Bundles will help you save time and money, whether you're outfitting a bedroom, bathroom, or both. I have to say that, you know, after sleeping in their sheets for one night, like it just felt wonderful. And it's just, like I said, I'm such a sucker for good sheets. And this is some of the best I've come across. And it really is like hotel quality luxury sheets without having to pay thousands of dollars and found it with Brooklinen. So what are you waiting for? Get to brooklinen.com to gift yourself or your loved ones the rest they deserve. First timer, get 10% off of your first purchase. And don't forget to sign up for the emails to be kept up to date on exclusive offers, new products, and much more. Shop in-store or visit brooklinen.com for all things comfort. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com for best-in-class everything for your best home. The art of repair is really the art of negotiation. And at the end of it, you want to get to a place of the last principle, letting it go. Can you let it go? Because one thing that I have seen in couples that really struggle to maintain peace and to return to peace is they're holding on to things They just won't let it go. And more often than not, it has nothing to do with the other person. It's really a thing that has to do with our relationship with ourselves that we just can't let it go. We hold on to grudges. We keep focusing on what's missing. And letting go is really important. And I know that can be tricky if you're in an abusive situation or in an unhealthy situation. Today, I'm just not talking about that, you know? And I think that if you really are confused about that, what I will say is talk to someone objective who can help sort you out with that. That's very important. And then listen to my episode of Stopping the Cycle of Unhealthy and Toxic Relationships. But if you're in a relationship that you care about, that's important to you, that is more times than not, a really pleasant relationship to be in, can you let it go? Can you sometimes agree to disagree? Can you forgive? Because at the end of the day, if we are listening to each other, if we are taking responsibility for our reality, if we're taking responsibility for causing pain, even though it was not our intention, can we forgive? And if you're having a hard time forgiving because you're with someone who just won't take accountability, then you just have to say, can you listen to this episode of Jillian on Love? (laughs) Because without accountability, we get nowhere. We get nowhere. But don't look for them to be accountable first. Take it upon yourself. A lot of times when someone we love refuses to take accountability, if they're consistently never taking accountability, then there's a very difficult person to be in a relationship with and that would need couples counseling or or, a reevaluation of the relationship. But if they're having a hard time taking accountability of something, maybe 
they just feel really incredibly hurt by something. And maybe, I don't know, but there are times that our apology needs to be more heartfelt. I can't cover every situation. I know that relationships are nuanced. I know that they can be very complicated. But to review, these are the things that people just don't know and don't understand. And these are the principles that have been helping the people I work with for the last 10 years in a huge way. So again, understanding just in all your interpersonal relationships, there's no objective reality. There is just the lens through which we see the world. That lens is tinted with our trauma, our past, our conditioning, our belief system, our value system. We must be accountable. We need to be able to apologize. It's never, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry for anything that I've done to cause disruption. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm accountable. I see my role in whatever is not working between the two of us. Intention. Is your intention to win the argument or is your intention for the, your relationship to win? Can you see that the person who you are frustrated with is not a monster? Can you take responsibility where you've turned them into your parent, where you've turned them into your ex, you turned them into someone else? And can you actually see the innocence in them? Can you see the fear in them? Can you see that they are just trying to protect themselves? Can you see that they're running an old operating system from childhood? And can you talk to them about it where at the same time, talk about your experience with that? Can you keep your heart open? Can you talk about your feelings? Can you put after the word, I feel a real emotion? a raw emotion, eliminate always and never and just say, and eliminate you and say, we, we need to, we sometimes, we would really benefit from, we need, and can you let it go? Can you let it go? Can you see that part of the restoring harmony is just forgiving, not making small arguments into something huge? Can you sometimes see that sometimes arguments happen because you're hungry, you're tired, you didn't sleep well, stress, you're feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes we have to take leadership in our relationship, even when we're hoping that they take leadership. Like, hey, we're both tired, we're both hungry, I can see you're overwhelmed, we're escalating. Let's take a time out. Anyway, I hope this helps. And I definitely want to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode, any comments about this episode, I would love for you to try this out. If you are in a relationship, but you can also do this with anyone who you are in relationship with, not just romantic. And let me know how it goes. And if you could share this with as many people as you think could really benefit from this, because this is the power of technology. When we click share, we could be very positively impacting another person's life. You never know what their objective reality is right now. And this could just change everything for them. So please rate, review, subscribe. And like I said, please share and 
Yeah, the art of repair. Until next time, thanks for listening. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. I'm Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Nene Leakes, Teresa Judai, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking portrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.